The Moten Mailbag is brought to you by the Robert Russo Moten Museum, located in Farmville, Virginia. The Moten Museum is a civil rights museum focusing on the history of Prince Edward County between 1951 and 1964. I'm Kanan, and this is season two, episode nine of the Moten Mailbag. Hey guys, how you doing? It's finally the weekend. Yeah, it's exciting for Friday. It's like, what are you gonna do tomorrow? I don't know. Nothing. <laughs> Sleeping. Eating. Straightening like straightening the house up. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, you should probably uh, sweep the floor. I'm like, yeah, I guess. Maybe. I know. <laughs> Just maybe. Like, something you look forward to in the holidays so my initial response okay is is presents you know <laughs> presents are nice my Give birthday and christmas mm-hmm. and hanukkah you know my family celebrates both so it's like presents <laughs> but the the non-selfish <laughs> part of me look at you also very much enjoys the lights i find hmm. i find you things. too yeah that's my answer yeah. yes oh yeah i love lights i think they're mm-hmm. amazing what kind of lights <laughs> all of them all especially of them. tacky tacky lights house lights mm-hmm. store lights okay what? driving downtown with the lights on the light post lights what constitutes a tacky light multicolored light bulbs mm-hmm. how's that tacky though it is when they're like over excessive but what is over excessive? Well, I need too to factor many. in. I enjoy it. What's too many? Like I like all lights. Like I, I like light. That's not my answer, but like I like lights. Like, but like what constitutes a tacky? Like when do you cross the line from being festive to tacky? Oh, there's when a difference. It's like when it's just oh, well, there it is. I think bright, all light. bright when it stops like and I think I have to factor in for me, like the holidays do the most for me. It's like you're doing too much, mm-hmm. but some people like tacky like tours. I know what I'm signing up for. Exactly, I'm opting into some wild designs. Yeah, are beautiful, and it's like you took how much time to do that, so I appreciate it. Yeah, exactly. But, like if you could be considered on a tacky like tour. Yeah, that's. I guess my thing is tacky is usually implied to be bad, but like yeah. lights are implied to be pretty good, and so I'm like, <laughs> maybe tacky is just not the best word Conflict? to use, but it's just the word that we extravagant. use. Extravagant. Yeah. Yeah. That would be a better word. I, love, I like that. Extravagant. I'm trying to expand my vocabulary. Look at you. Excellent. Because so. a lot of people go all out with mm. lights. Oh, yeah. And then I love a theme. Oh, yeah. So themes are exciting for me. But, you know. Also, like, colonial Christmas. So you got to factor that in, too. Mm-hmm. Sure. So. Lights are nice. I just like eating. I mean, that's just the <laughs> that's that Presents are nice. That's fair. Lights are nice. Being with family, you know, might look a little different this year. Yeah. Think outside yeah. the box, but, you know, eating. Christmas. Eating is ever-present. Mm-hmm. Snacks. Never letting me down. So, for the first question. So, as a college student, you know, I hear these terms being used a lot of the time. And, you know, for the most part, I have an understanding of what they mean. 
But I also know that there's a lot more to it than what's on the surface. So what is an HBCU, a PWI, and an MSI? Then you want to start you want me to start? I'll start. So HBCU is historically black college or university. Typically these institutions were created during when segregation. Mm -hmm. So these are black only institutions because black students couldn't go anywhere else. Um, obviously Brown v. Board is what we talk about here, but we talk about like to get to Brown, there are a whole bunch of court cases about school segregation on like like university style levels. Like I remember there's a law mm -hmm. school and the idea was build a whole new law school for this one black student or just let him go to that school. Mm -hmm. So that was one of the NAACP court cases about it. PWI is a predominantly white institution. MSI, no, a little bit, not a lot. So a minority serving institution. Mm -hmm. So there's like a significant number of minority students. Yeah, there's there's like like a million colleges in in the U.S. Right, and which the, which is the context in which we use these. I mean, there are not a tremendous amount of HBCUs. You know, there's, there's a decent amount, almost it's like almost one per state. But there are you know quite a few states that don't have any HBCUs. But kind of like Leah was saying, I mean, there's the only place that African Americans could go for a very long time, and there is a statistic. And I think Irene, you look, might have looked this up earlier even too, but it was something like. Um, African-Americans, yeah. only 25% of African-Americans, something like that, who go to college, mm -hmm. go to HBCUs, mm -hmm. but HBCUs grant 50% of the degrees yeah. for African-Americans yeah, who graduate like undergraduate that. college yeah. degrees, which is just absolutely staggering, but it speaks to the importance mm -hmm. of what HBCUs are um, and, and, and really their mm -hmm. ability to serve populations mm -hmm. in which maybe a PWI doesn't. Mm -hmm. Now, PWI, which, are, which is most colleges, mm -hmm. just if you reflect the demographics of the United States as in, towards colleges, I mean, it makes sense, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, so a PWI is a predominantly white institution. Uh, and then MSI is something that's it's fairly new-ish. I mean, it's not a term that's been around certainly as long as PWI or HBCU, but uh, minority-serving minority institution is, is a college that I think it the threshold is a 40% diverse population, so it doesn't have to be any set race, ethnicity, but mm -hmm. you know, if you have a, up to 40% of your undergraduate population who is diverse, and I'm using their quotes, um, then you can be considered an, an MSI. And it's just a different distinction. It opens you up to different types of funding and, and, and things mm -hmm. like that. And I think as time goes on and we get more research and more you know, observe more what happens at MSI, we can mm -hmm. start to see some difference, but it just from my opinion and research, and you know, we talked about this kind of in my grad program last year, years ago. I, I think you know, for for right now, I mean, MSI tends to have lean more towards operationally uh, PWI than HBCU. Uh, I do think as the national U.S. kind of demographics start to shift, which mm -hmm. are shifting more diverse mm -hmm. as the days go on more PWIs will become MSIs, which means their operations will have to start shifting more towards, hey, we need to do what's best for, for all of our students. We need mm -hmm. to serve all of our students as opposed to, you know, yeah. just serving who's the who's the majority because mm -hmm. then it won't be a majority, right? There'll just be groups of, of, of people and populations. So, so yeah. Mm -hmm. Look, correct me if I'm wrong, but sure. for HBCUs, there's a certain year where they either had to have mm -hmm. been established or at the time, or by this year threshold, oh, I don't they know were 
to be considered an HBCU, they still had to be for black students only. Sounds, I mean, that sounds like I something mean, that would exist mm-hmm. just to get, I mean, because HBCU is, is a, as much as a, a designation as anything else, I think, yeah. right? Like historical, historically black, um, you know, the reason they call you the P, you know, PBCU, predominantly yeah. black. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that yeah. does make sense when you factor in the historical part of it. That makes some degree of sense. And here in Virginia, we've got, how many do we have in Virginia? A lot. <laughs> we got Hampton. State. Mm-hmm. Virginia State. Norfolk State. Union. Yeah. I'm not meant to map of Virginia. I hope we're not forgetting anybody and add us in the comments or something. We apologize. We're just, the region we're located in, those are the ones that are closest to us. Hampton is in our sports district for here at Longwood. Um, And then Virginia State, Norfolk State, and um, Virginia State, Norfolk State, and Union. Mm -hmm. Well, Virginia State, Norfolk State are an hour drive away from us, roughly, and Norfolk is only about two hours, so... It's a geographic bias, so if there are any others, please don't <laughs> hold, hold it against us. So. so speaking of terminology and categories, our next question deals with just that, except talking about people. So colored, Negro, black, person of color, BIPOC or black indigenous person of color, where do the terminology come from and who gets to decide who gets to be called what is essentially the nature of the question. So this is going to be an interesting one. I don't know who wants to get us started there. I'll start. Okay, so with the term the term colored, it's always like interesting. People occasionally use it now. It's like we don't say that. You don't say that. That's not what you're supposed to say. But then Martha Forrester on the Council of Colored Women. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, language change over time. Mm-hmm. How some terms were used, some by people, by black people, people of color, mm-hmm. but then they were rejected or changed. Mm-hmm. So then with the 19 teens and 20s, the new Negro movement, mm-hmm. for me, it's always a shock to read the word Negro because I've always associated with something bad because mm-hmm. that's typically historically how I've read it. Right. But sure. from black people using the term and how the new Negro is... After World War One, the mentality change of like no more citizens, we we need to get this going, mm-hmm. act accordingly, and the value of blackness mm-hmm. found in in the arts and whatever they created. But it's like a weird space of is that not right to use? Like, can we say that? And then we get to like black, I think the pro black movement, but then black slash African-American, because I mean, it's not listed here, but that's part of what I associate with it as well. Mm-hmm. And then POC, I cannot tell you the number of times I've saw people express on Facebook, social media, tweeting, or just saying outright, if you mean black, say black. Mm-hmm. Don't erase their blackness because you're sure. uncomfortable. Yeah. So you say people of color, person of color. Mm-hmm. And then with BIPOC, that term, I was like, what does that even mean? I think I remember like... Yeah. To, like last year, I was like, "What mm-hmm. is that?" So it's a new term. I didn't hear it till this year. Yeah. And I was just like, "Who? What?" Yeah. So I know, Kenan, you and I we discussed it for a little bit, mm-hmm. but the terms some are created based on what's happening in social movements, mm-hmm. but what somebody says about themselves or how they self-identify—that's personal. 
Mm-hmm. So it's like a weird mix of the social expectations, also reality, and personal. Yeah, I mean, like you said, I mean, language evolves all the time, right? And I think African Americans and Black people in particular, there's just this, this often just this kind of cycle of here's the word that we're called, here's kind of the phase of Black people mm-hmm. taking it back per se or like changing it to fit Mm -hmm. our own purposes i mean there's countless examples of that the most the biggest elephant in the room i won't even go into but you know certainly there's kind of phases of of this happening and Mm -hmm. you know and and negro or black or Mm -hmm. whatever i mean person of color is the first kind of pivot i feel like so Mm -hmm. like being black and blackness i feel like something that is and was like was created by black people for black people is the first term of that type Mm -hmm. and in person of color Although the intention is to be inclusive, inclusive, politically correct, like, yeah. you know, talk about minorities more broadly, but like, you know, but to at least, you know, at least point earlier too, like, if you know they're black, say black, right? But like, yeah. I think what we mm-hmm. should do a better job to teaching people is like, is it, is it necessary, right? Like, yeah. what does this add mm-hmm. to the, like, unless you're working in like police dispatch and that's like a whole nother like issue, like, yeah. you know, in terms of like profiling, but like, you, you know. Why do we, I mean, it wasn't important for me to in this mm-hmm. statement say that this is a brown person? Mm-hmm. Like, does it improve yeah. the quality mm-hmm. of the sentence? Like, does it, like, or are you just curious? Because if you're just curious, like, that's just, a, like, you're teaching people they have a right to know because they're curious. Right. Yeah. And you don't. Like, if I see a person and I don't know how they identify, I just don't know, right? And, like, yeah. and I don't, no matter how curious I am, it doesn't give me a right just to know. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a person of color was like, okay, well, obviously your skin is brown. So I'm just going to call you a person of color because you have color. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that color is, but like at the same time that, you know, is politically correct, I yeah. guess, per se, but also erases so much yeah. of, you know, or what if you're like white but tan? Like there's just so yeah. many variables in this mm-hmm. that, you know, or what if you're just really light skinned but black? Like there's just so yeah. many like question marks around it. And mm-hmm. it intention's good, but the impact is mm-hmm. erasure. And yeah, BIPOC, like I said, the first time I heard that was this year. I was just like... Okay, so this is what we're is this what we're doing now? Like I, I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, like, it's like wait, what? Is this oh. what we're calling? It? I missed like, the gathering. We covered yeah. that. It's always best rule of thumb just to call people what they prefer to be called, mm-hmm. or just call them nothing. Because if you if you wade into the water and guess or yeah. assume, like odds are, because I know elderly African American folks who don't want to be called black, mm-hmm. right? Black as a race, African Americans as ethnicity is not the same thing. Mm-hmm. But you know, some people prefer. I'm sure there are black people out there who still prefer to be called Negro or color or whatever, right? Like it's just at the end of the day, you know, call people what they want to be called or don't not at all. call them nothing. Maybe know. their name. Yeah. Their name. Oh, that would be a good start. That was appropriate. You know? Their name. Yeah. yeah. And I think, you know, also thinking like POC and BIPOC, like thinking about there's so much intersectionality. Mm-hmm. You know, Hispanic and Asian, or right. Hispanic and Black, or Black and Asian, Black and Hispanic. There's right. so many different ways that someone can present in so many different background ethnicities they can have. Exactly. You know. Well, biracial intersectionality, right? Nobody's 100% anything, Anything, right? You've taken these ancestry tests, and it's like, oh, I'm from where? You know, I thought I was from here. Like, oh, I'm from Nigeria. Here's some Uganda. Oh, here's some Wales. Here's some Ireland. Here's some, you know, Northwestern Europe. Like, there's all kind of stuff. Like, you know, there's no, like, purebred people. So Mm -hmm. it's just like, who, you know, why do we want to make somebody pick and choose which identities they want to claim and which ones they don't? Like, Mm -hmm. we're all intersectional beings with a lot of different identities that we carry. 
at once. And whether they're talking about native, right? Like, yeah. what do we say Native American? Do we say indigenous? Do we say the tribe? Like, you know, call people, like, why do we necessarily need to define? Like, are you doing research, like, or something like that? Like, yeah. okay, that yeah, makes some degree of sense. Oh, or are you just yeah, curious? Not. Like, because you're just curious, mm-hmm. like, curiosity kills the cat, right? Like, you don't just get to ask a no because you want yeah. to know. Yeah. Um, or, and that's, um, yeah, go ahead. you know, that it's always uncomfortable because it's like, what box can I put you in conveniently? Right. Mm-hmm. And then brush off whatever because your perception, your, opinion your thoughts doesn't yeah. matter what matters is because i know you're this box right. you represent this box and your opinions mm-hmm. are this box's opinions mm-hmm. you don't get to be individual because you are the collective yeah right. and it's I gross think, yeah and i think there's a huge you know want to not complicate things so instead of yeah. saying yeah. the asian Slazy. community mm-hmm. the latinx community the black community you know community x community y and community z you know saying like these issues affect a, B, C, D, E, instead of just like, so we say umbrella it, and then so we said POC, you know, this right. issue affects people of color. Mm-hmm. Like, well, okay, you know, sure, but we can also talk about it, Yeah, you know. Which communities of color, because there are yeah. a lot. Multiple, you know, I'm yeah, sure multiple. The very specific, you know, subset of people of color here are yeah. not at all perfected, and if, yeah. if nothing other than geographic yeah. region or, you know, population Socioeconomic size. status, right. yeah, there's so many different things, you know, it's but people are complicated, yeah. aren't they? You know, and I think, aren't and they? it's, yeah. I mean, it is a work in progress. You know, we're trying to figure out how to use rhetoric in the best way possible. And it's like, for me, it's a struggle to not have people be othered. Yeah. And then to make the space, the conscious space for somebody to share, if they would like to share, to share. Sure. Otherwise, yeah. they don't need to. That's personal. Yeah. Not everything needs to be on display. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's kind of adjacent, I think, but like, you know, Irene is a, a Spanish minor, um, mm-hmm. and I know Leah has foreign language experience, and I took French, which I use for nothing, but um, <laughs> it does make me, it, it, it's interesting seeing how people from different language speaking cultures, mm-hmm. and America, you know, the U.S. doesn't have a, dom- has a yeah. doesn't have a recognized language, but primarily a lot of folks speak English, but thinking about like French or, or Spanish in particular mm-hmm. with so many kind of like uh, verbs that are gendered, like yeah. how folks are now kind of yeah. like, okay, well, how do we, yeah. you know, I thought a lot about that with like the Latinx, which was mm-hmm. you know, Latino, Latina, which, mm-hmm. you know, which is like, what, you know, what do we, you know, so, mm-hmm. you know, I think a lot about how like that language in that way evolves yeah. too. And yeah. it's like, well, okay, well, this might've been the case back then when there were only two boxes, but now we realize that really, even back then there weren't two. It's just kind of like people are just people. Yeah. It's just what was socially acceptable and, mm-hmm. sure. you know, approved of at that time. So, I think that was pretty pretty good conversation yeah, about I'd that. Say one. So. Yeah. yeah, we covered. We had mm-hmm. quite a range. Yeah. All right, guys. Last question: Which aspect of African American culture interests you the most? So for me, that's definitely style and beauty. You know, fashion, hair, makeup. You know, how do Black women and African American women represent their identity mm-hmm. through? their appearance mm-hmm. you know I find it so interesting you know the many different hairstyles and and I know one issue that's being talked about recently in the makeup community is uh, um, foundation shades mm-hmm. for black women you know when I go to, to the store to buy foundation I don't have to worry about being able to find a shade that doesn't match my skin tone 
but a lot of black women do. You know, a lot of companies don't produce the shade range for mm-hmm. black women. You know, it's black women are more than just five shades. <laughs> and like from experience, I was in a wedding this mm-hmm. um, summer, social distance, real small. Sure. But I had to get foundation. Yeah. I was like, I don't know what, what shade I am. Mm-hmm. I, so I went to one of our um, colleagues. And I was like, please help me. I don't know how to do this. Mm-hmm. So then, of course, we went through and found like the, the shade match kind of thing. Yeah. So I felt equipped. Mm-hmm. But also, I went to an expert because I did not know yeah. where to even start the conversation. Yeah. Like, am I warm or am I cool? I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I have since learned I am a warm tone. Oh. Yes. Very important. Very fun. You know, it's just, yeah. and then to go off of that, like with, with the appearance, mm-hmm. you have to factor in the Western model of expectation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, do you want a job? Mm-hmm. Will you do these things? Yeah. So. Yeah. Tie your hair this way, dress this way. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. well, this isn't mm-hmm. me, like, or my culture. Like, it's not right. really yeah. inclusive. It's mm-hmm. not very, yeah. What's yeah. the act that was passed here for hair? Oh. Is it the hula? I know what you're talking about. The hula? I don't know the name of it. But well, either way, there yeah. was in Virginia mm-hmm. an act that was passed that women were allowed to just wear their hair the way their hair grows on their head. Nasty. It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, you know, I think, you know, the haircut someone has, mm-hmm. you know, the clothing they choose to wear, it's you know, the makeup they decide to wear or not wear, it's you know, so much of how we decide to show our personality. Mm-hmm is based off of, you know, like what we put onto our body. And I just find it so interesting that just the different styles. Yeah. Individuals. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Reinforces not monolithic. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. You know. King, do you want to go? Sure. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I guess it's not like it's not specific to African American culture. I guess I guess just like the what I've been thinking about a lot lately, and I'm not just this is rabbit hole. I'm not necessarily trying to go down, but like okay. the social, yeah, like the socialization of attraction, like and what mm. that looks like, and like how much like nature versus nurture depends mm. on who is attracted to whom, mm-hmm. Fair right, point. and what that looks like, like you know people who, like who might have an interest in only dating somebody of a certain race. And it's just like, well, why is that, right? Is that yeah. just because that's what you're interested in? Or is that because of the negative media attention towards African-American people, right? Like, if you're conditioned so much to believe that this color is associated with these negative traits, well, yeah, of course it's going to impact your other ways and views upon how you see and view somebody, right? Romantically or otherwise. But, I don't know, it's something I've been thinking a lot of lately. It would make a great doctoral dissertation topic if anybody wants to <laughs> pick that up I am not because that's not what I want to do <laughs> professionally but yeah I, you know I think a lot about you know just kind of the psychological the the psychology of racism and how that impacts things that we don't think about right mm-hmm. such as maybe romantic interests or and how media bias and, and everything mm-hmm. like that might impact that as well so that inherently is about African-American culture but also it's not mm-hmm. yeah um, yeah I don't know it's just something that, that's interesting I think about yeah well I mean just so even go off of that, one of my answers for this was literature. Like, how mm-hmm. people write their work. Y'all know Alanisa Baldwin yeah. and his perception yeah, yeah. of what the U.S. is, mm-hmm. who he himself is, mm-hmm. who he is as a black man. Mm-hmm. Like, 
and then you know Toni Morrison oh, has me all confused, but I'm still is. with her. Oh, you know, she's, yeah. It's like mm-hmm. how we we as Black people write about ourselves, right. what we portray, mm-hmm. what we see as important versus what somebody perceives as important and tells us is important mm-hmm. about us. So just the agency to reflect on ourselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. Well, and I think it ties with Irene's point a little bit. Um, I didn't, I didn't know she was going to say that, so that works out great. But, like, just the, what is beauty, right? Like, beauty is objective, yeah. right? And, like, who Beauty get, is in the eye of the holder. Right. And I think, like, this year, Michael B. Jordan was voted the sexiest man alive or something like that. So, I'm, like, I'm pretty sure, like, mm-hmm. he's probably one of yeah. how many black men who have been, you know, been, you know, so, like, as opposed to whoever, I'm not going to name it by specific because I don't want nobody at me, but, like, who, who has <laughs> won it five, six, seven, eight times. I was like, was there, was there no black men before this year or mm-hmm. Latinx men who yeah, were... They're new. Who are sexy Surprise. enough to be this? Like maybe we shouldn't just be doing this in general, but like that's a neither yeah. neither here nor there. But like, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, like what is beauty? Who gets to be beautiful? Like yeah. what is what is what is beauty? Right, and it's so you know often associated with a certain thing that not all people can can be. Like even within that race, if it's associated with certain race, right? Like not even yeah. everybody within the yeah. white race can be a size zero and whatever else. Like it's just yeah. like there's so much that goes into it that we should. Representation matters is a long and short of it, yeah. and we should do a better job with yeah. representing people of all all different type of diversities, you know, size, shape, race, age, neurodiversity. Like yeah. we should do a better mm-hmm. job in general of representing all people and not just some. Yeah, I mean, because that shows the real us, like yeah. the real people, versus this is a cookie cutter, mm-hmm. and everybody's like this, except mm-hmm. not at all, yeah. ever. Yeah. Did you already answer? Did you? Or was your kind Yeah, of I, it, it blended in beautifully. It blended. Beautifully. Yeah. 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 We can have yeah. music. Beauty. Yeah. question might as well have been that because that's basically what we're talking yeah. about. Um, but I mean, I mean, it's important to address like black people are beautiful. Yeah. Like that's a, like period. Yeah. That's it's not a question. Like, yes. So yeah, I think that's a pretty good conversation. What do you all think? Yeah, yeah. I agree. Alrighty, well, this is episode nine. That means we have one more episode coming to you next week. Email informalmovemuseum.org or DM us on social media for your questions. Even if they don't make it to next week's episode, we can add it to season three, which is to be determined. Yay! So thanks for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Bye, guys. Bye.